0: I'm pulling up pictures of my shelves for reference I took before I left. Uh, I made a list. I have a I have a half of a list, but I'm like, dude, I can't remember all of these fucking books.
1: Yeah, I had to like go upstairs and
0: look at my bookshelf this morning to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this, well, one, right. this one, this one. Because I forget, like, I might maybe remember 20 of them, but I'm going to forget that one. Yeah. Is your list just, like, your favorite or whatever? It's just,
1: yeah, like, I didn't give, like, a whole shitload of them, but there's, like, 12 or something. Oh, that's cool. Because I had other shit that I wanted to mention. Like, for one, that I sent you that the other day where The weekend broke the record for Michael Jackson's highest touring concert. Yeah. It was, or highest grossing tour, I'm sorry, improperly phrased that. But it was $313 million, which, like, it's impressive and all, but at the same time, I feel like a Michael Jackson ticket probably wasn't $300 in 1980.
0: Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, what if you did the um, comparison for inflation? Then who would be making more? Right. I don't know if those numbers are based off that. I don't think so. I thought that Drake already Past I'm sure that. people or have already passed Michael Jackson, dude. It's been thirty years since he really like yeah blew like away a tour, records. Right. yeah so, but i think I think Drake broke
1: him in record sales, okay, but I think the weekend holds it for touring, gotcha, which is I mean, I could see it like I've never actually watched live footage of the weekend, but people love that motherfucker. I, I do too. He's did a I did like
0: a, I did see a thing on YouTube that I saved to watch about him where it was like the unbelievable something of the weekend. Yeah,
1: I don't really know much about his backstory. Right. That's why I'm going to see I just what's know happening. that like he makes R&B pop music but about like
0: just the most toxic shit. Yeah, that's what you like, I just don't I don't I guess I don't care for There's like a love song that he has that's like
1: Yeah, the radio hits are whatever, but like when you listen to some of his other stuff, it's one of those cases where it's like you think you have this impression of them. It's kind of like it reminds me of like Gym Class Heroes, because Gym Class Heroes had that "Take a Look at My Girlfriend" song. Yeah, fucking. But then on the same album, there was a song called "Pillmatic" that was all about his pill addiction. Right, right. And then like all these like. Crazy songs about like friends in high school committing suicide and just oh, all, this all this other kind
0: of shit reali- of their reality. Yeah, but they but just like, had this. Funny you had fucking that one song. hit song
1: that wasn't meant to be a hit mm-hmm. song that just kind of went viral in a way. And then when you look at the rest of their catalog, you're like, oh shit. And The Weekend was kind of the same way, like that, like that Blinding Lights song that's always on the radio. It's catchy and shit, but it's not. Lyrically, a good representation of
0: him that. as an artist. I got you.
1: But this, the album that that's on kind of tells a story. So, the song before that song is called Faith, I think, and it's like a love song about how he wants his wife or girlfriend or whatever, if they OD, they want to OD together. And like it just goes through this whole story. And then at the end, he's in the back of a ambulance from overdosing or some shit and then like it's supposed to be kind of like a video representation thing where he gets out of the ambulance and then he's cruising through like Vegas uh like all fucked up and like all bloody and shit and Uh that that like carries into the blinding lights song oh right on I don't know it's it's something that like took a while for me to well, warm up to but when you listen to it even if you don't like the way it sounds when you listen to it you're like holy shit this stuff gets radio
0: play <laughs> so it's but kind of what you're explaining to me now is it the first two songs go together or is it an entire concept the whole thing's a concept because i can see where when people pluck from a yeah. Concept. It really fucks shit up. Yeah, and it gives a weird representation right. of it. Like if you do it the whole with like album, a Kendrick, it yeah, with a Kendrick. Album it.
1: like uh, Good Kid, Mad City, that threw me off of right. the first time I ever heard Kendrick because the first song I heard was Mad City, and I did that. But if you and you listen to that, and you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like it's And people went nuts for it, and I didn't understand it. But then I actually like went and listened to the whole album, and. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, it reminded me of, like, Trey from Boys in the Hood, if he wrote a hip-hop album from his perspective. For sure, for sure. And then it threw me off, because there's actually a point in the album where he says, I'm like Trey, that's Cuba Gooding. And uh, I was like, and that was my first listen-through, but I had thought that prior to hearing that, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Because it's the same environment, same area, same, like... It was literally the title. It's good kid, crazy city. Yep. Good kid, mad city. But the representation is that the city's crazy, and that for like years that threw me off of Kendrick. And then I went. And I finally listened to it. I was like, "Fuck, I fucked up." Well, when I heard the butterfly, I was time. like,
0: and it was hyped like a motherfucker. Yeah. But then through the internet and watching shit, I just I heard it and I was like, "Nah, this is pretty fucking good." Like I can't. And it's got the... Yeah, yeah. But we're, with, like, The weekend I've just... That discussed. one has the broken poem
1: that goes yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah. The weekend it's it's definitely something that it's, like, you acquire the taste for it or you don't. Right, right. But I guess you'd have to come to my house and hear it on my stereo.
0: I I definitely... <laughs> and then yeah. be
1: like, oh, I, yeah, sweet. Because the Atmos mix of that with, like, my three subs is fucking... Right. It's wild.
0: I just, um, have, I guess I don't give shit like that. Like, if I hear it and I don't, it just turns me off immediately, then I don't come back to it. Right. Unless it's like, hey, dude, you you need to fucking do this, blah, 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 then I'll, you know. Yeah, I do that,
1: too, with a lot of stuff. And I don't even remember when and where and why I went right. and listened to The weekend, but... Somebody might have been playing a song, and it wasn't like a radio song, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this is really dope." But that he had another radio hit that "I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You" is just a song about cocaine.
0: Yeah, and the "u" is cocaine. Yeah. Now I got a question because that's what I immediately when it when you said um, first song is about him and his girlfriend wanting to OD together. Is his girlfriend Heron or? Is it an actual girl, or don't you really know? That I don't really know. When but you started it could telling be. me about the ambulance and stuff, I immediately thought of the Rolling Stones sister morphine song. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're that's like, right. Here comes the ambulance, yeah. you know? I do know that he's talking about,
1: like, he does have a line in the song where he says that amphetamines are making his stomach feel sickly or something like that. Oh, that's crazy. And so I, I would imagine he's talking about some type of amphetamine. Anyway. I'm going to have to listen to that. He's got, like, a TV show and shit now on HBO called The Idol. I didn't watch it yet, but i just seen that. Yeah,
0: it's, like, number like
1: the number one suggested thing. Yeah, it. yeah. But, I mean, it's crazy that, that, like, that guy is, like, hosting the Kids' Choice Awards
0: and shit. But yeah, I it's guess so it's really
1: weird. not that different than Snoop Dogg doing it.
0: No, not anymore. I mean, and, and in, in saying that, think about that dude came from a fucking almost catching a murder rap. Yeah, to going on to to hosting
1: Slime Time live and shit, yeah. And cooking with Martha Stewart and and everything else that he's done.
0: And I believe he is totally genuine in his fucking ways. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. I love that interview with him where they're like, Do you regret saying anything about the, like in your old music about how you treated women? And he's like, No, fuck them hoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still real. (laughs) Yeah, he's on everything, man. He's like, I think I said this before, where, like, Willie Nelson is country music Snoop Dogg, and he gets the
0: same way vice versa, though, because Willie Nelson's been on, like, fucking everything, too. Yep. I just watched a recent—actually, this morning, I watched Willie on 60 Minutes from, like, five, seven years ago, and then I watched— two days ago, I watched Snoop Dogg with Nardwar from, like, not too long ago this year, and it was pretty funny. Apparently, they've seen each other three times. Some of Nardwar's
1: interviews are so obnoxious. Um, yeah. But for the most part, like, he gets fucking really good guests. I
0: like what the shit that he gives them Yeah, and finds out about them, and they're like, how the fuck? And it is, like, that's some tricky shit, man. And he's been doing that same fucking gig for years, you know? It's finally yeah, you... getting a little due.
1: Yeah, this shit takes a long time.
0: Anyway, in uh, other news... Uh, Mean Pete Kowalski of Remembering Never, until the end, straight edge band Bishop and a crazy fucking metal band called Ether Coven. uh, Mean Pete died of colon cancer. The exact date, I think it was like Monday. It says the eleventh, but that's when Revolver posted this little deal. That anyway. was the day of. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, that's pretty fucking sad. Um. I've been a fan of his music for 20 years. I've seen Remembering Never a couple of times. I don't know. I mean, it just sucks, dude. Colon cancer, man. Fuck he was it. only,
1: wasn't he only like 40? Yeah,
0: he was, no, yeah, he's a little older than 40, but he's young as fuck either way. I'll have You're to. in his 40s right. or something. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it does suck.
1: I've never gotten to see Remembering Never tour, but I have listened to their music
0: and Bishop quite a bit, too. Yeah, Bishop. Which, yeah, we found that, well, you found it and threw it at me, that Bishop fucking record from um, Vertigo that just, remember, that just popped up? You're like, oh, check this out. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Fucking weird. So anybody out there, check out those bands. They're fucking good. Yeah, he had, like, a whole run of pretty
1: good bands. I mean, I haven't listened to every single band he's been in because he's one of those guys that, one day he was in this band, and then he was also in this band, and then right. three others at the same time, and then this one's on a hiatus, and he's back together with this Yeah, one, he was right? always like, doing He was always something. all over the place. Yeah,
0: I, um, until the end, I think it's Let the World Burn. has a gas mask on it, that fucking elbow. That's probably the first. Maybe that's the first time. Either that or She Looks Good and Red from Me, Remembering Never is the first time I heard them. And both and... of those bands are totally like different. So oh, you're... yeah. Women and Children. I think
1: Women and Children is the first album of theirs that I heard. That's my second favorite, probably.
0: I mean, in fact, that's pr- if I had. If you take away She Looks Good in Red, then it's my favorite because apparently Mean Pete didn't like that album, and I think that's like the best written one out of all of it. But whatever, you know. But <laughs> um, well,
1: I mean, it's the uh, the content. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I like. I like that shit. Me too. It's not like I want to go out and actually do
0: it, but you know, it's like oh, it's uh, it's like kind of like watching a horror movie, dude. Like not you to wanna... mention, man, the way that that particular album is produced. I don't know why, but I like the way that that it sounds. Man. Yeah. But anyway, rest in peace to Mean Pete, who wasn't very mean. The
1: uh, the new Mutoid Man comes out. The 28th. I don't know. Did you listen to the Demons single that just got released?
0: No, I listened to a sing. Was that just released Friday? Mm -hmm. I did not.
1: So there's Call of the Void, Siren Song, and Demons out currently.
0: Call of the Void, I believe I already listened to. Yeah.
1: I've listened to all three like a lot. (laughs) I I don't know. I I always love that band just because there's no. There's no like definite genre that they fit into. They're like, they're punk, they're metal, they're spacey, like weird. Like I don't know, I don't know. They're just they have a cool like lore about the band, artwork wise, and their lyrical content is really
0: cool. And it's like a little mini metal supergroup. Yeah, kinda. dude, I think that I like I like what I've heard from them, and uh, isn't. Who's in Converge that's in that band? The drummer. Drummer, yeah. So, like, immediately there I'm going to have, like, a, oh, I'll check him out, you know.
1: And you can tell that it's the drummer from
0: Converge, just the, his style. Yeah.
1: Because it has that Converge tempo to it in a lot of stuff. And there are songs that are a little bit slower, but it does have that upbeat, like, fast, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. hectic tempo that Converge has. And But it has the, it's the singer from Cave In, and then I can't remember where the other dude's from. I know he's from another band, too, though. And I I had this, like, on the top of my head, like, a week ago, but I can't remember now. Bounces out, yeah. But I know he's from some other band that was around that, like, genre and style yeah, sure. of music and stuff. And then I know, like, Chelsea Grin did something with them. Or not Chelsea Grin, Chelsea Wolf, I'm sorry. Okay. Chelsea Grin's a totally different band.
0: Well, that's Chelsea... why I didn't, I don't think I know it. Chelsea, actually, a dude, Chelsea Grin. You know who they are. They're a, a, yeah, they're yeah, a metal yeah. band. Yeah, you're right. Is I that know a, you know. Yeah. Um, I just like that. Um, I like the idea of a Chelsea Grin. Sorry. <laughs> Carry um, on. That chick that did that awful Converge
1: album, Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does something on one of the Mutoid that's, Man albums. That's who but I, I thought I don't you know. were talking about. I can't remember which. Uh, I think it's on their previous record, but I don't know exactly what it is that she does because I never heard that. Her style of music mixed into that but but either way i'm excited that they're coming out with that record and they're also repressing the previous because i don't have the previous and i've never been able to find it
0: yeah it's like a rare expensive one i love
1: their album artwork too yeah i only have bleeder which is the second record i found that at the record show here oh right on for twelve dollars uh-huh
0: out of Ed stuff. I don't know where Ed yeah, it. Yeah, Ed always gets, like, Something random. random. That's who I got Mad Balls for 7-inch from. I remember that. That was the same day
1: that I found Mutoid Band. Oh, right you were
0: there, like, a little bit before I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another band, an old band that I listened to this week that I guess are putting out, they have a new single out, I do believe, Darkest Hour. And uh, I stopped listening to Darkest Hour and, like, on the so sedated so secure album so like i don't know i missed that like the third album it's like 2001 because it we were i was in a band that stole like we used the last song on that album uh-huh. as a band name but i listened to it this week at work and i was like when you don't listen to something for a while and then you hear it again it's yeah you it's a nostalgic feeling. yeah 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 and then you're like man this shit's Really fucking good compared to the garbage out now.
1: Yeah, what album no did offense. you say that? So sedated, so secure. Yeah, is the second one.
0: I think it's the third. Is it the second?
1: Uh, well, it might be the third if there's a EP or something before that. Or maybe the first just isn't on Apple Music. Uh, the last darkest hour I listened to was Undoing Rune. because I remember that convalescence song was on a Victory Records oh, okay. comp.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's um. The Mark of the Judas, and that album, and yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe there was a comp or something I listened to. Yeah. I know that they were on a lot of victory comps. Either way, they have um, a lot of shit out now, and the live album came out last year, live in lockdown, and they're putting out a new record sometime this fall. Check it out, you know? It's not bad. That
1: End Rain album that just came out- So fucking sick. Is really dope
0: so sick yeah definitely
1: it's um mike from all out war dom from integrity and then wasn't it the drummer from misery index and pig destroyer and
0: then um bass player from bass Blood Player Bloodlight? from Bloodlet, yeah Yeah, the name of the album is the way of all flesh is decay yeah it's a short it just, one it just but came out fucking, yesterday Yeah, right? it's fucking yeah. killer i think
1: dude. it was 37 minutes Yeah, 36
0: minutes and 38 seconds. Yeah. But it's fucking sick. And I've been streaming it since yesterday. At least listened to it six times. It's cool
1: that it gets put, it's out on relapse. So I know once the pre order comes up, that I'll be able to get them. Which I was glad that something else new is coming out on relapse because I was like shit, I don't know I gotta order all the new dying fetus, but I gotta like pad the order with extra right, shit. Right. And I was like, I got a bunch of relapse titles sitting out in the store right now. I don't wanna like buy a bunch of the same ones. But a lot of the there's like shit that I would like that's back ordered or like Yeah yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like for two sure. other Nile records that are back ordered. And I don't
0: know, but that new Dying Fetus looks dope, too. I really like the artwork. Fuck yeah, like, you know what it reminds me of? I was thinking about this when we were talking about it. Reminds I, me
1: of, like, I Spit on Your Grave or something. Their, like,
0: Cancer's album.
1: Which one? The one that with
0: has, the, has the, the like,
1: scythe thing? Or the one with the screaming the guy? The screaming guy. Oh, kind yeah. of, you
0: know what I mean, a little bit? Yeah, I could see that. That's what, I couldn't think of the band the other day. when We were standing there, and then out it went. But yeah. I would imagine that
1: Cancer had an almost equally as controversial name as Dying Fetus did, like, in their time. time? Because they both came up around the same time. Cancer's such a badass band name, though. There's a band called Hate that is actually, like, they came out in, like, late 90s. And I'm like, really? It took that long for somebody somebody to just have the band Hate? Because it's such a fucking simple, awesome name, but... I don't know. Maybe Nobody maybe ever everybody thought it was done. Already used or yeah. like yeah. like oh, there's already a hate. there's got to be. <laughs> oh,
0: like another band that I listen to that they've been around for a while. I think so. If anybody has heard of them and they're like, oh, fucking, you're you don't know shit, but you know, fuck you. Sad lovers and giants. It's like an electronic band, kind of. Um, it would be like I don't know, like Susie and the Banshees ish mixed with, like, Cure-style shit, but then, like, electric, a lot of synthesizer and electric drums, but then there's a real drummer. I don't know. It's just, uh, and I like the lyrics. It's kind of, like, chill. Oh, they've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a bunch of old dudes. But, like, I just came across them, you know? Yeah, I never
1: listened to them before.
0: Yeah, 1981, man, they've been around. Anyway, yeah, I want to check those dudes out. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. So, I'm... It's, you I know, it's like, a weird fucking title. Like, they should have just used hate, like you said. No, they got sad lovers and giants. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, fuck is that? Random yeah, it's such a random collection of...
1: I mean, maybe there's a reason for it, though. There might be some story.
0: We'll get back to you on that.
1: I got, like, 80 pages left in Wayne Kramer's book.
0: Oh, right on. I, um, I'm on
1: part three, like, where he's out of prison and stuff now. Yeah, you're almost
0: done. Yeah.
1: I think there's only, like, 290-some-odd pages I'm, like, on 210 or 220 or something
0: yeah that's a solid fucking read dude
1: yeah i actually really just the amount of detail that he goes into and shit that you really didn't know
0: because that's
1: one of those bands that kind of flew under the radar for a real long time
0: oh yeah unless unless you i would say we have an advantage just because we're from michigan right but other than that like
1: right if you go to like Florida and ask yeah, somebody really... who the MC5 is. Maybe now they would know because they've been cited as a punk influence so 30 many times. years ago. Though no but fucking way. thirty years way. ago
0: now. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid read, man. Definitely. I just like the amount of
1: the amount of the
0: detail. Shit
1: that he gives, like that you just didn't know, like the the one story about like Jimi Hendrix supposedly being in the crowd at one of their shows, and then like his the way he describes the riots and stuff. Yeah, and then, like. Talking about, like, being in jail with, like, famous jazz musicians and shit like
0: that. I remember when you were talking about the riots, I like that he gives an account of somebody that was living downtown in that shit. Like, yeah, we were in our bedroom, fucking army tank pulls up, they're pointing a tank at us, you know, because of their fucking manager and all that crazy shit. Yeah, they were on the roof. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, on the roof. That cast Corridor. Yep. Yeah, you just read it, so it's super fresh in your mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing that stands out to me for sure as far as, like, non-music things. But, yeah. I just,
1: like, the... It reminds me of The Replacements in a way where there's, like, the constant we're almost fucking there, we almost made it, and then some shit happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Wayne Kramer himself, obviously, has done a lot of fucking different shit, like, to where, like, he's on Punkarama 1, as Wayne Kramer, but then he he had that band with Gang War with Johnny Thunders that mm-hmm. you would think would be, like, fucking, okay, there it is, it could be huge, and then, of course, it's Johnny Thunders, so that shit's gonna get fucked up. It's, uh, I
1: think that's one of those things that is, like, a huge cult thing, though. Yeah. Like, to where... People like us are like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's one punk rock legend with another. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else is like, (laughs) even if you want, even if they're just rock legends. Like, I know some of those guys are kind of like, we don't want to be called punks. Like, I think that's a generational thing and whatever. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just them two coming together is like, that's like if Johnny Ramone and Sid Vicious made an album.
0: Like, I'm just pulling two fucking names out of a hat, there, dude. That but would like, be—I'd be a fly in the wall for that, dude. I could see Johnny Ramone just tearing
1: fucking Sid Vicious <laughs> apart verbally, dude. But I'm saying, like, not that they're like
0: all like each other. No, way. I know. But what I'm you saying,
1: mean. as far as their status as, like, yeah, in their communities of music,
0: you're gonna fucking check. that out. You're gonna out. be
1: like, holy shit, yeah. Like, it'd be Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan making an album or something. Yeah, I don't that'd know. Be fucked like, up, you know.
0: That could that could happen now, though, going back to our AI episode.
1: It could. I wouldn't listen to it Neither if it was I. an AI thing. But Spit on that bullshit. AI can't feel the blues.
0: and You can't
1: hear the blues robot boy.
0: <laughs> how you were just saying about the generational thing and the word punk, I could definitely see where like Wayne Kramer would not want to be called a quote-unquote punk because of fucking prison time and shit like you don't want to be a punk and fuck it was, it you know was in I mean? the book yeah was where, it uh,
1: yeah yeah he was in prison when the first time that he seen them cited as a like a foundation of punk yeah, yeah, music yeah. he ripped up the magazine and threw it away because in prison a punk is a. that's punk. what i'm saying
0: yeah see shit i gotta reread that motherfucker yeah but i guess i didn't need to make my point wayne clearly <laughs> already did yeah.
1: I was reading that, I actually just read that last but that, night, but and it I makes was like, sense. oh shit, like that makes sense, but I'm like, I wonder how he feels about it now.
0: Oh, like as, yeah, that's true. Because
1: punk has grown as a term yeah, it doesn't much more than yeah. just
0: like some prison bitch. Right, exactly, you're not, you know, not wearing lipstick, Yeah. eyeliner, well, <laughs> never mind, I'll just not go there. <laughs> But yeah, so we were talking since we were talking about books. That's what we were kind of getting get on today. Yeah, um, I really wanted like to, super readers. I really
1: wanted to sample the Reading Rainbow thing. Oh, that'd be and dope. play it on here. But I don't know who owns Reading Rainbow now. Yeah, and I didn't want it to be Disney. Like yeah. any other, any other company, I would have been fine with. But I know Disney has like fucking bots that scour the internet yeah, for yeah. their shit. We'll be getting a fucking lawsuit from Disney.
0: They d- yeah, I've heard that they have. Like you said, they have bots out there. I know, like Disney fucking does, Nazis. like Sony does, Columbia Dude, probably <laughs> does. I guess like, um, fucking Dana White and the UFC, you know how he's always looking for bootleggers? Yeah. Apparently, if you fucking get caught bootlegging, Joe Rogan pops up on the screen and is like, you're a pirate, and fucking shuts <laughs> it down. I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Anyway, That's funny.
1: You're a pirate, and you're fucking, you're kicked out. Yeah, I wanted to sample reading Rainbow, but that, that, for for anybody that has the jingle in their head, you know, you get yeah, the Yeah, you know what's up.
0: What have you been reading right now? Right now, I am reading three different things, but because I mean that's just <laughs> what that. happens. Yeah, you know? I do that too. And then I sometimes in doing you hit this, a stale point. Prodigy.
1: Yeah. The uh, what is it? My infamous life. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes like, you hit a stale point in a book, and you're just like. And I want to read something else really quick, or like, it's like when you're listening to music and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear this right now. I want to hear this, but then you go back to that, finish that, and whatever. I did that with the Miles Davis book because it, it's a cool book, but I felt like the whole thing was just him explaining how awesome he is.
0: He is. No, I know. <laughs> the same thing. Um, I Chuck Berry's book was like that. I I didn't even finish it because of it it's just, in the Chuck Berry version, it's just, like, very annoying. Yeah.
1: Did he, he wrote it himself? Yeah.
0: Yeah. With somebody else. But the book that I'm reading right now, the main one is You Are Beautiful and Alone, and it's uh, about Nico. And I stopped that about halfway, not halfway, maybe a third, but it was an all right place to stop because it was, like, right after she got out of the underground, and Velvet Underground, and, uh kind of broke off from andy warhol so it's like i can stop here and then jump you know what i mean because like you said but like super big books like that you know it's a pretty thick one 500 pages or so yeah it's big and it's in depth so sometimes it's like man they're saying the same shit over you know what i mean or that's how keith richard's book was yeah i have a couple of those like life you're talking about yeah yeah there's a shorter one that's almost like an abridged version and he doesn't say creme de prob- creme. A million say, times. probably just cut
1: out all the creme de la cremes and <laughs> shortened up two hundred pages. Yeah,
0: but the Nico book yeah is really good. And then um, what else was I reading? How far did you get
1: in the Prodigy book so far?
0: Oh dude, I literally opened it up last night. Oh okay. So um, not very far. But That's I just I found it and I was like, oh shit, I gotta read this. But then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not in any rush for it back. I don't care.
1: I already read it twice actually
0: and it and it doesn't um seem like a very uh, hard read if you will.
1: No that was one of those books that like you start it, you get a little into it and then like you pick it up the second or third time and you, and you hit it. that point and you're like, oh my god, this is awesome and yeah, it's like yeah. story after story after story and that that book's so good. I think it's that's probably my favorite hip hop. Biography that oh, right I've ever read up to this point, at least.
0: I don't know if I have any hip hop bios, really.
1: I got quite a few. Well, you got the Jay Dilla book, I didn't read it yet, though.
0: Yeah, I do, and I, I'd say that's like a hip hop book, but it's more like Jay Dilla's mom's book. I don't know. It's wicked. I don't know. It'd be
1: cooler if I he wish he fucking wrote it. right yeah. or
0: somebody. I don't know how to put it. Like somebody with more knowledge of Dilla that does not have like not I'm his mom, I'm his sister. Right. We're going to paint him in the whatever picture we want, not. Well yeah, cuz
1: to was mom, like that's going to be like her angel. Right.
0: No, and I I I get it from a fucking parent's point of view, you know. And you want his legacy this that the other. Yeah. So in in that sense it's kind of like eh. I still haven't read it. I like But you no, know, it's worth reading. It's cool cuz again, it's Michigan. Yeah, and it, I just there's
1: like I was reading Rick James and then a bunch of other stuff and then I got some other shit that I really want to get into that I've fucking I don't know I'll, I'll read Dilla when I get to it I have uh, the tribe called quest book beastie boys book Um I have that Contact High book that's uh it's like all the photography of a very famous photographer who I can't think of his name. But it shows like raw film reels and stuff of like shit that was going on in like the late seventies and eighties and stuff in hip hop, like people that like in the Bronx before they ever became anybody, it'd be like KRS one hanging out at the gas station and shit. That's fucking cool. But it's mostly like family pictures. Yeah, it's mostly all like photography though. There's not much actual story to it.
0: The first music book, because I wrote this down actually for this episode, and I was thinking about it, was um, oddly enough the first one you ever read. Yep, read and like got myself. That was about music. Was um. I didn't think
1: about that, but I know what mine was.
0: Was uh, reflection? Oh, it's called All Ages: Reflections on Straight Edge. And I ordered it from Walden Books in the Alpina Mall, like so it's like thirteen, which <laughs> is fucking crazy long time ago. And I still have that book. And I think that's kind of what, you know, God, kinda you steered me into that looks, path yeah. of it yeah, right. And I had interviews with Rabies, Ray from Youth of Today and Shelter, Jimmy Gestapo, Vinny Stigma, like all of those dudes, right? I would just talk about shit and straight edge. No, I think I said stigma, but I don't think stigma's in that one. Sorry. Either way, and it was put out by uh, Revelation Books, or Revelation Records. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and then, and I still like I said, I and I think, like I'm gonna talk about another book that I know we both like, the No Effects book. Hepatitis bathtub. Yeah. Anybody out there? Disgusting, awesome read.
1: <laughs> but I still think that. It, like it is disgusting, but I still think American Junkies more disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's. But I don't know. There is point it, it, There was points close. in
0: Hepatitis Bathtub. Like where the I bathtub was
1: like, itself. Yeah, and the toilet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyway, how that's um, written, kind of like by dates, and then it kind of goes bounces back and forth. Well, the other. The, I love the that Straight book, Edge book. How is just interviews compiled like that. Oh, like Please Kill Me is. Yeah, exactly.
1: I liked how in Hepatitis Bathtub, like you would be, you'd have like fat Mike telling his version of the story of like what he remembers or whatever. And then like Smelly would get on there or Eric or something. Everybody talks about
0: the same story from a different perspective. Yeah, but from a different
1: perspective. Like Mike would be like, yeah, I'm over here in the corner like pissing on this guy. And like Smelly's like, I'm eating shit in a bathtub. (laughs) Or like, I broke a needle in the fast or in the truck stop bathroom, and I just jammed it right in me. And, like, I just all these, like, different perspectives was really cool.
0: I always thought, in that particular book, I always thought it was odd that, like, nobody ever thought, apparently, that Fat Mike was into fucking... S&M and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, weird sex shit. No offense to anybody out there, I'm just using the word weird, but fucking weird. But like they had an album called S and M.
1: Yeah, S and M Airlines.
0: But then like, you know, in the book it's like well it's they figure it out, like, but they figure it out like, yeah, like down no the shit. Road. Yeah.
1: But it's not like he was like subtle and quiet about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, That's what I mean. The fucking guys out there wearing dresses and like hanging out in cages it, and shit. Like Yeah. But, that just goes to show though that like for that to be like not raising a question like just how bizarre that scene was at that time. To where they're like, yeah, Mike hangs out in a cage once in a while. We don't really think much and of honestly, it. And honestly, how like,
0: fucking cool that scene is for that, yeah, like, yeah. open, like... For being that, yeah, like... open-minded. I
1: Fat Mike's got a new album coming out.
0: Is, are you talking about not co defendants okay, because co-defendants, I'm fucking psyched for that shit,
1: yeah, no, co-defendants was fucking awesome for anybody who's into no effects and didn't listen to that. I don't give a fuck if you say that it's not no effects. listen to it yeah, it's dude.
0: fucking awesome. It sounds like nothing you have heard,
1: yeah, it's like a blend of like there's some acoustic stuff. there's punk, there's pop, there's beach voice. there's Beatles. there's like it's it's a really cool blend of everything. But the one that he's got coming out with is with a string orchestra, and it's called Fat Mike Gets Strung Out.
0: Oh, that's funny. I think actually now that you say that, I've seen the cover.
1: Yeah. I've seen, like, a video on Fat Records' Instagram.
0: That's funny.
1: And it was, like, Fat Mike, like, being uh, the conductor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, like, and doing it, the fucking thing, and there's all the, I, I didn't get to hear the song, though. There's, like, a little 30-second clip of that's it. That's hilarious, man. I don't know how it'll be, but I imagine being that it's Fat
0: Mike, it'll be entertaining nonetheless. Well, since you brought the orchestra thing up, I've been meaning to ask you this question, and it just reminded me of it. But have you ever listened to the the dog record that Sleep wrote? Sleep the band? Yeah. Dog record. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Or maybe I'm getting it fucked up because now that I think about it. But like on my, now that I'm thinking, I bet you it's just a fuck up but on Spotify, type in sleep, the band, click on it. I just get sleep token. I fucking. <laughs> no,
1: I've really tried to listen okay. to sleep token like
0: 10 times. No, I don't, I don't like them. I don't get it. Okay, so if you type in sleep on Spotify, mm-hmm. their latest release oh, see is timeless sounds for stress relief for dogs.
1: Yeah, and then there's serene serenity sounds for dogs. Yeah. I think that's just a fuck up.
0: Oh, I really hoped it was fucking legit. Because like um, I was like, that's fucking genius. Because I listened to it. Um,
1: I mean, like that's why I asked, though, because they would do something weird like No, that's that, why so. I asked. I was it's like,
0: this is totally possible. But, yeah.
1: But I do see that sometimes where the artist name gets fucked up. And sleep would be sleep something would be, that definitely. could easily get thrown into something else. But, yeah, sleep token, I've tried. I can't do it. But anyways, my first book that I remember reading musically was No One Gets Out of Here Alive, Jim Morrison's autobiography. Oh, that's autobiography. a very good,
0: good one, too. I have that.
1: And I did not order it from Walden Books. I stole it from <laughs> Walden Books. Oh, <laughs> uh, brutal. And uh, when I was younger, like I used to take books from Walden Books all the time. I wasn't, I didn't steal shit from anywhere else, but I would like, I'm like, fuck, I don't have $18 for this book. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
1: pants that motherfucker and walk right out. See? And in my mind, I was like, I'm being academic. They don't care.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, you justify it in your head.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But that's how, like, any little music book that they would have in there and books on, like, different world wars and stuff. I always liked history books.
0: I was always pissed off that the fucking graphic novels were like so expensive. And when I was a kid, oh yeah, like instead of buying, because like when I was like seven, eight, nine years old, that was the the big boom of comic books, right? Where they printed a million X Men and a, you know everything's worth thirty cents. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you if you don't buy one every month or every week or whatever the fuck, you miss the story. Well, you can get this book, right? Like, I don't have twenty four ninety nine when I'm six years old. Yeah. But I can't shove that down my pants. <laughs> totally get it. Man, I love, I, um, well, we're both in the same boat, at least, like, books.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, like, I wrote down, like, a list of some of my favorites, and I already mentioned a few, like, Please Kill Me, uh, My Infamous Life, which is Prodigy's book. For anybody that doesn't know, Please Kill Me, it's all, like, punk rock interviews from the New York scene, anywhere between, like... Actually, no, it's not even just New York because there's stuff about the Stooges and stuff in there. I mean, I have
0: the book on me. Oh, yeah. So it's from from the underground, Velvet Underground era. Yeah. And then MC5, Stooges, and then it works its way down. Yep. So, and it's, like we just said earlier, it's all...
1: It's all, like, a collection of interviews with, like... Like Richard Hill, yeah, Billy yeah, yeah. Idol, There's so many Higgy, people. Like, um, I think like Roger Mira is in there somewhere. I or, believe a or Stigma, one of the two. I remember somebody from Agnostic Front.
0: I know that's there. maybe that's why I was thinking earlier when I was talking about that because I have that in the backpack. Yeah, Feldo owns this book, or he did own this book.
1: Actually, the copy that, that you Feldo owns, you have? No, I oh. have a different copy. The copy that Fildo owns is Tyler Mishley's copy <laughs> from like forever. Okay, again. so it's if like, Fildo still the,
0: has it. Last time I talked still to him, has it. he was like, It's cool, but I've never read it. Like, I He's had it for like right 15 off. years. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you he hasn't he, read it.
1: He's going to listen to this eventually and be no, like, No, that's what, what I'm saying. You'll read it. Read, read your it. fucking book, Fildo. Yeah, dude. But yeah. yeah, I remember Tyler. We were at Fildo's house one time and he was like, Oh, yeah, I borrowed this to you, like, fucking ten years ago or something. But they do say, like, there is a saying, like, don't borrow somebody a book that you don't want to get back. Yeah, I heard
0: that, and then I'm like...
1: I mean, you and I borrow books Yeah, between all the time, us, I'm like,
0: but... I know he wants this back, and I want that fucking Wayne. Well, like, that doesn't make sense between us, but yeah. okay.
1: But, yeah, like, well, when I borrow to you, I, like, I know you're going to read it and get right. it back, but yeah. I've... Borrowed to other people that are like, yeah, I love reading, and then, and then it phew. takes them like a fucking eight years to read a three hundred. I can think book.
0: of a list of names. I won't say any. Do you remember that book, that black metal book that I um, acquired from that the record show? show? Yeah, yeah. I read that as well, but that's kind of like my
1: pick up and set down book. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because it's also broke up in like little interviews, and it's very strange. And you know, maybe I'll talk about it once i finish it but um it's basically talking about how the song heroes by bowie is like the perfect analogy to live a black metal life i mean it's yeah it sounds really weird but it does sound that's weird. what i'm getting out of it like i know the song but i'd have to really and i'd have to not,
1: listen to it with that perspective right. to be able that's to what decipher I mean. that
0: it's based, you know it says in there if you listen to heroes and Bowie gives the perfect example of what a true hero is, and it's only for, like, this moment, blah, blah, blah. But then it's, like, also talking about how the sense of smell and rot is, like, awesome for... Uh, Oh, okay. Like, you know, uh, if you're listening to a metal band, and they're talking about, like, rotting fucking leaves while burning angel cunts among the wood, like you're going to be like, oh, okay, so it smells like campfire and fucking burnt shit. Cool. And how that brings up, like, real good memory. It's like the most connected thing to memory and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, man. It's going all over the place. I'll let you know. And it's some, you know, very almost like, I don't want to say underground, but I don't know the publisher, you know. It's not like Penguin Books or something.
1: I remember picking it up and looking at it when I was there, but yeah. I wasn't really sure. I was going to, like, buy it before we left, but you bought it. Yeah. And I was like, eh. Like, but I wasn't, like, super set on wanting it. Right, I was just right. kind of like, well, 10 bucks for a Black Metal book is probably cool. But at the same time, I was like, I got, like, four other books that cover, well, like, Well, I was just flipping through it, too, metal.
0: and uh, the dude was like, you like that book? And I'm like, I don't know yet. And he's like, I'll will give it to you for five bucks. So oh I was yeah. like, I would have done, done it too, then.
1: But I, like, I would imagine like we don't sell books here, and I don't see many record stores that do. Like I know Vertigo had a handful in the display case that I seen that I wish I would have looked at a little more yeah, while I was
0: there. we're on the same page. Going, I know what you're, where you're going with that, and that's a dandy of an idea. It's hard to,
1: but I don't sell know sell books, right. I, there's not a lot of readers anymore. I mean, there is, but there's a portion of people that only read on tablets, and then there's just
0: other people that are like, yeah, I can't sit and read a whole book. And I understand the um, tablet thing and not having the space or whatever, I yeah, guess.
1: Yeah, because it
0: um, does take up space. But I know exactly what you mean. But I
1: still tend to one prefer holding an actual book. I've read books on a tablet before just if I can't get them yep, or like yep, totally. you're like oh it's free on Audible yep. or whatever like and it it gets it bridges the gap but if I had to choose I'd rather have the actual Oh book. definitely.
0: Like, and that's just I mean think about it a record collectors like yeah. we love the physical shit.
1: But I just finished right before Wayne Kramer I finished Rick James's book which the same guy that did Marvin Gaye's book wrote it. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but that was really good because it, like, it really went into detail about like all of his crazy sex and drug adventures. Yeah, and, yeah. Like just the the shit that he went in there to into detail in there, and like his dilemma with Prince and stuff, and like how he. Like there was one point where he's like, "Man, Prince disrespected my mama. I was gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of that little bastard." <laughs> and like, yeah, they're kind of like
0: this—not not the same person, but both musically at the same level. Yeah, you know, honestly, at, at that time.
1: Um, Marilyn Manson's book—I don't know if you ever read I that. I read uh, Long, Long Hard Road Way Out of Hell. Or, yeah. yeah, I've read that a few times over the years, and it's fucking—I love it just because of how humorous it is. Like, yeah. When he, like, slaps a dildo on his teacher's desk to get kicked out of Christian school. And then that nasty-ass part about his grandpa jerking off while uh, he's under the desk and stuff. Gross. And that, his, like, throat hole yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That shit still oh. grosses me out, dude.
0: And the fucking crabs on the home plate thing. Yep. And then he told his mom he got it from, like, a tanning bed. But I, oh yeah, yeah. That that's was probably right. like the forgot, second I book I read. That. I think and That was I'll a very the early girl week.
1: in like seventh grade. I think I read that in seventh and grade. And I did also. not
0: like Marilyn Manson, but I she did. was like, oh. "You gotta fucking check this out" or whatever. She's like, "It's a good book," and uh, it, that changed my mind. You know what I mean? To where now, ever since then, I would. You know what I mean? It's not. It's like a good learning thing and judging. You yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't really like his music, but. See, I like his music, shit. but he's got
1: – there's certain shit I like and certain shit I don't like. And honestly, like, some of his later stuff I almost like a little more than sometimes his early stuff because it's more, like, gothic.
0: Um. Yeah, I would have to agree. I did like the
1: early shit too. Um, I don't know. He was just, like, an interesting person because when I was growing up, he was, like, huge, and he was just – a very
0: controversial yeah, yeah, yeah. figure. I liked some of his videos, like the JFK one. But anyway,
1: yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Um, American Junkie isn't really a music book, but it is kind of a music book because the guy like sold heroin uh, to Lane and Kurt in Seattle, and like he was in his name was Tom Hanson. He was in bands that were, or his name is Tom Hanson. He's not dead. Well, he could have. Like he was like in the early Seattle grunge scene and stuff. He could have done something, but he was just such a bad junkie that he. But anybody interested in like nasty ass junkie stories or shit like that, (laughs) like I mean, I know that sounds weird saying, but there is a certain appeal to that. It's like it's like murder mystery stories. Like there's an appeal to that. There's an appeal to crime. There's an appeal to drugs. Whatever, for the story standpoint. But that is a really good book. Music Ophelia is a book that I have that was written by a neurologist named Oliver Sacks, and it's all about, like, the effects of music on your brain and what happens in your brain when you hear music and, like, um, like, what in your brain if you have an accent when you sing and it comes out not with an accent, like, what, how that happens or how it affects, like, your dopamine levels and shit like that and just, like, how deaf people can resonate vibration. And it's a really cool... Oh, I could definitely
0: see how if you hear something, like a song that you absolutely fucking love, I could see your dopamine level getting a couple drops of, like... Yeah, like, you get this... you feel fucking awesome or whatever. Yeah, you get this shot of, like, oh, my God, I got to hear this again
1: and again and again. (laughs) Yep.
0: Until the next one comes.
1: yeah. Um the I know you have this book too, but the Motown coffee table yeah, book is that, really good. I was gonna bring that up that, that we both like, have it and it's That is like every good detail that you can get. I about think that Motown. is
0: definitely that's probably the most detailed book that I have as far as Like, the label, and there's every fucking thing in it. Yeah. Every fucking thing. Every variation of all the labels. All the covers.
1: All the, like, liner notes and, like, the recording sessions and, yeah, all that shit. It's like the the Blue Note uncompromising expression book is the same exact thing, but for Blue Note. For Blue Note, yeah. And that has all the really good shit in there, too. And it's a big-ass book.
0: It's thick. It's, like, five, six hundred pages or something. It's big. I read Elvis Costello's book, um, that and, and I read it in a paperback. Thicker than a door thicker than a Bible, dude. Really? Yeah. It's so in paperback? It's, yeah. It's so it's so long and big, but I finished it and um, gave me a new appreciation for it. Like I always um, dug Elvis Costello in the attractions, you know, like uh-huh. kind of from the outside. But over the last couple of years, I've like. And him as a songwriter, I appreciate more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's really good. Here's an interest. Like, okay, I read a biography about The Smiths, the band. So ev- about everybody, just the band. It's like not uh, just Morrissey's book. Correct. And it was called "There's a Light That Never Goes Out." Go figure. And but it was like 700 pages, and I burned through that motherfucker. And then Johnny Marr's book came out set the boy free and that's his autobiography that's probably in my top five favorite books definitely my probably my favorite autobiography because he doesn't hold it doesn't seem to hold anything back and Mm -hmm. it's all genuine and like there are no stories about him like banging a bunch of bitches or anything like that because he's like still with the same chick yeah, it's not like So it's like all focused Yeah, yeah, it's all focused on the music, you know what I mean? And um and I also read Morrissey's book and that's it's Morrissey so and he wrote it, so it's again dreary and gloomy. Yeah, he's just kind of <laughs> like I fucking love the New York, the New York Dolls. dolls yeah. and he was like the Fuck you
1: the um Stop. president of the uk fan club or yep, something yep, for yep, new york yep, dolls starting with
0: that shit yeah. yeah but anyway so i'm actually probably gonna read that smith's book again here shortly just just to freshen up i don't know and that's what i actually like about these type of books it almost like films records it's like you can listen to them again read them again and you'll get more shit out of them like
1: yeah, because sometimes so like, your brain doesn't always... Retain? It might interpret it, but it won't retain it to where you're like, oh, yeah, that's right, this happened, yeah. or this happened, or whatever. And I have these little uh, tab sticky notes that are just the little tiny ones. Yeah, yeah. I always stick them on a page when I want to remember something, oh. so when I go back in my shit, I can reread it. You do the same thing. I
0: think so. <laughs> Let me see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Same exact. Same. Yeah, same shit. That's, <laughs> that's funny. funny. Yeah.
0: My, my, like. I was gonna highlight shit, and then I was like, that'll bleed through. Yeah, then it bleeds through. And then I was like, then I was like, I could circle or underline it with a pencil. I'm like, that fucking no, looks like shit. That's the work the best. Yeah, and then I'm like, I well, just stick it on the page. That I'm not gonna do it on a book then. that, like, I would never do it on a hardbound book. Yeah. Like writing that motherfucker. I read. What are there, some other recent ones I read? Did you finish that goth book? Yeah, The Edge of Darkness. <sighs> I gotta buy that. Still. That shit's. Um, I don't even want to borrow it from yeah, you because I'm like, just gonna buy it. I got a. That's like a reference book almost now, and that's definitely good. I actually have that marked with a tabber, and it just has a list of fucking albums and bands that are covered in the book and shit. Like I you know I've only heard of like three of them. You know, Metal Blade. I read that. That was really short and sweet and good. I have the second book. That has more stories about Metal Blade records, but I have not read it yet.
1: I think I have the first one. Oh. If I I might I gotta check when I go back home, but I think I have the first Metal Blade
0: book. Do you have any books up and coming that you wanna read or that are coming out?
1: Juicy J from Three Six Mafia has a book coming out that I kinda wanna read.
0: Oh, that'd be sick.
1: And then uh there's some older shit that I wanna read. Like I got Blondie's book that I still have to read. There's a book called Violence Girl.
0: Are these ones that you want to get? A couple of you? them I have that are like you need waiting e- to be okay. able to be read. Yeah, I have that going. And on then easily. there were a couple other
1: things that I have like in carts that I just haven't bought yet. Alice Bag, Violence Girl is another one who I've never listened to the bags, but I guess they were like a early. 70s California punk rock band. Uh-huh. And I don't know, the cover and title just kind of draws me in. And I've, it's I've cheap, honestly, so. uh,
0: the Bags I'm Not Sure is more of like a Germ Screamers kind of dude.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I've
0: listened to them,
1: but still, like the no, story cool. itself sounds cool to me. And then um Richard Hell's book, too. I've never read that, and since I've been listening to a yeah, bunch yeah, of that I shit
0: lately. get interested. I, um... I have waiting on the Sisters of Mercy book to come out again or whatever the fuck happened there because I pre-ordered it.
1: Oh, that was like a long time ago.
0: Yeah, a long time ago. And then something got all funged up. I don't know, might even look into it after this. And um, I recently pre-ordered a Cure book, and but it it's uh, the Cure. I can't even, it's, it's a stupid play on words, but it's basically an A to Z Cure book. That I believe comes out in, I don't know, October, maybe in a, in a while, pre-ordered that. I like books on a, like, it's kind of like I have a Rolling Stone book like that, where it's they break down literally every track, and the book's ridiculously huge. Yeah. But sometimes I really like to nerd out like that, and I want to know every fucking thing I can, you know. Yeah. But you should check out that gear one. I thought I told you about it, but I don't know if I did.
1: I have, like, an ongoing list in my notes of books to yeah. buy and read or whatever. Um, like in your... The Billy Idol book is another one that I've oh, never okay. read that I wanted to. And what the fuck was... Uh, oh, Greg Allman's book. I feel like that would be, like, a pretty wild story. Like, I'm not huge into the Allman brothers, but he might have a pretty wild story. Yeah, like, like that southern fucking... Yeah, like dating share and all that shit and whatever.
0: I was just trying to think, um... Some.
1: But to me, like I don't know if I said this already earlier on, but to me reading that's where you get all the good info. Like you Definitely. I mean you might get some of that from a documentary and shit, but it's the same way as how like when you have a movie and you or when you have a book and it comes out as a movie, they always leave something out. And it's the same way in documentaries, it seems like they always leave something out. Or there's like a cool crazy story that you don't get to hear like yeah, Ozzy's you're right. book where they're talking about like that rumor where he bites the head off a bat, like it was actually a fake bat, right? But there was another time where he walked into a meeting with CBS or somebody like that, and he bit the, head, he off bit off the head off a bird that yeah. he thought was fake, yeah, and it ended up being real. But nobody ever tells that
0: story. No, it's always like he's a crazy fucker.
1: Yeah, I like <laughs> I like that Family Guy skit where they're. He's like, I'm going to sit here and eat this whole sandwich. <laughs> he, like, he eats a whole sandwich
0: Fucking before his show. <laughs> now I have not seen that.
1: Um, there's also a New Order book that I've seen on a list of books that I was looking at earlier that would be interesting. I've seen that Rolling Stone lists Johnny Rotten's book as the number one musical autobiography. I book. have
0: Johnny Rotten, two Johnny Rotten books Saved somewhere, written down somewhere, that Steve actually was talking about, and whatever you're looking at, is it the No Irish one? Could be. No uh, there's Irish, I think there's no three blacks, of them. No dogs. Yeah, that's that one. Yeah. Is that what they're saying is? Yep. I've yeah, never. I don't have it, I've never read. it Yeah, it's on. I. That's one. Like I forgot. I always see it. Yeah. On like best of lists. My brain is farting on these books, yo. <laughs>
1: now there's like a ton. Like I could just keep sitting here. Oh, Muddy Waters book
0: books. can't be satisfied. I didn't even know there was dude. One. So I have a B- so fucking good.
1: I have a BB King book that I found here actually that I haven't read yet. Oh, right on. But it was just one of those where it was in a stack of random shit, and I was like, I'd fucking read that at some point.
0: And I just took it. I had to scam the library out of out of the Muddy Waters book because I uh checked it out at the library and um after i read it i was like fuck man i need i want to read this fucker like i want to own it yeah and it was that's like,
1: how i was with the Wayne Kramer book i was yeah. like man i want to own this
0: it was oh, way about, expensive yeah to so, find it
1: that's why i thought about just hitting up him to see if i can get one yeah. from him cuz to me that'd be cooler anyway fuck yeah what about Johnny Thunder's book do you have that nope. or have you read it no nope. that's another one that i was looking at that i would like to read that one you can find relatively cheap, like on eBay and stuff. It's usually, like, hardcovers are always more expensive to find. Oh,
0: definitely, because they're, like, usually the first runs.
1: Yeah, but and I would prefer to have it, but uh, sometimes I'm like, fuck that. It's either 20 bucks for the paperback or fucking 200 yeah, for the hardcover. Yeah, I'm sure. like, no, nah, I'm good. It's like that one Mayhem book that you have that's, like, 200 fucking dollars oh and i don't yeah. even
0: think that's a hardcover it's no, just a it's, paperback it's not paid it's like a. there's a like card stock or something yeah it's kind of like card stock but the thing the only it's like the necro butcher's point of view basically yeah that's what it was so if you read lords of chaos which i love fuck i loved that book when i first read it I love it, too. I think the story's been... It's just been, like... It's just been told and manipulated so many times. So I
1: actually was reading that. I was reading that, then I started reading 1984 again because I couldn't figure out what the fuck I wanted to read, and I burned through that really fast. And then I was just, like, I was reading Lords of Chaos, and I'm just like, man, I already know, like, all of this. Cause like, because it's different... a cool story yeah. and everything, and it's a great book, but I'm just like, oh, I fucking heard
0: it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's And then that fucking movie came out, and Yeah. like we were just saying, Ryan was saying about, like, movies and books. Is that movie, like, if you believe that out. shit, that's not even, like, that, and that like is way, total fantasy, yeah, It's just way exaggerated. the entire fucking movie is total fantasy, dude. Total aside from like a few things yeah but didn't they make like
1: fucking Burzum like a ladies man
0: oh some yeah shit? They, he's <laughs> like just turning out bitches dude like and and it's fun like it's funny to me funny to you because we know that it's bullshit Yeah, it was
1: not the case but whatsoever. right and then
0: so people are getting this impression of varg like like you said like he was just some mean yeah, satanist like some fucking like, turning out norwegian bitches left and right you yeah. know
1: when really he was just like a dorky kid that wanted to be fucking dark and cool. Yeah, oh,
0: definitely. He was just uh, def like that def- perfect. He was almost like a prequel to a um, cosplayer. Yeah. Even if you listen to Varg, which um, he has horrible views on things, like he's a uh, not a very nice man or whatever. I don't think. But no, I agree with you. He fucking calls his kids like little habits and shit, and I think he has a very like fanatic fantasy-like mind, you know? like. And I yeah, think it's
1: like he's living in, like, a... Half a reality. Yeah, yeah it's like, fucking weird, man. Like, he read fucking J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, was yeah, like yeah.
0: This, this might be my life. This might be my life. Right. Fucking nut job.
1: But he did make some good shit. It um, took me a long time to warm up to Burzum, and I still don't like all their stuff,
0: but... Oh, I I don't like all the Burzum's stuff, but I do like a lot of the atmospheric shit that he's done. The
1: one album that I don't remember the name of that has the chick with the fucking big ass horn
0: on it. I love that record. Yeah, that's definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I think can. It starts I don't with an F. The Name. Yeah, Philosophum or something yeah. like that.
1: I don't know the exact way to pronounce it. I'm trying to. Oh, I probably Americanized
0: yeah. the shit out of that. Well, it's probably better than what the fuck I can say. You know? <laughs> I'm horrible. F You know, I'm horrible. F I L O S O F E M. Hello, some fun. That was close. But yeah. And it looks like a fucking recola. That's the what I always cover. think of is the yeah. recola thing. And you put it on, it's not. But yeah, I can't even pronounce the uh, titles. But
1: anyway. So. Yeah, noise avocation tells you to read your books, children. Do it. I don't even think many children listen to us talk.
0: Well, with the
1: with the, but if you're a fucking music fan, and like you have to read, you you got to like just to if you're okay, if you're a person who just wants to listen to a band and whatever, that's cool, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to single out the people that don't want to read but if you're a person who's intrigued by like the life and lifestyle of a certain band or something like that like no amount of articles that you read on the internet is going to give you the information that a book would
0: no and definitely you have a better idea where the source is coming from
1: especially and if they're especially today like you yeah, said because you don't know where the source was we could write how exaggerated it is like and don't read hammer of the gods or fucking oh, yeah. or heroin diaries and th- i mean do read them they're entertaining but like don't read it and think that those
0: are like yeah, hammer of the gods is a complete put on but yeah. it, and but i think even heroin
1: diaries was for a while too. Um, like if, i don't think if
0: it's not like if he claims that that's still real he's full of fucking shit
1: there's just no way he remembers it all that vividly and, and like if you were that strung out and Yeah, you are up, not keeping a fucking you journal you were documenting it at on that purpose. time like, I'm sure he remembers a lot of random fucked up times, and I'm not saying that Nikki 6 didn't have, like, some fucked up shit going on, but some of that stuff where you're, like, if, no fucking way. Okay,
0: I've read that book. It was a gift to me a uh, Christmas a long time ago, and so I read it, you know.
1: It's entertaining.
0: And there is no—the things that he does in that book while apparently high, it just does not You wouldn't do that. I know right. too many people— In that situation, that are like, no, dude, like that is the the last fucking thing on your mind is like keeping a fucking journal, dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe he did though. Who knows? Like, either way though. But uh, there's a lot of those. I've been a reader all my life, though. Yeah. Fabricated. Yeah, and it is like I guess reading is not one of those things that you just pick up. Like you either developed a taste for it at some point in your life. I don't know many people that are like, hey. Hey, man, how you been? What's new? And they're like, oh, I started reading
0: books. Well, like,
1: you want to know what's... I've never heard anybody say that in my life. You're either, you just are or aren't, I guess.
0: The dentist office, dentist that you go to as well, there's a woman that works at the um, counter named April. April. What yeah. up, April? I know <laughs> I know who you're talking and about. And she reads three books at a time. And, like, we talk about it. So, in a fucked up way... Did you ever give her a podcast card? No. I <laughs> talked to her the other day, though. But I'm you gonna, should give her one. Tell her I, I said what's there. good. It seems to be more of a woman thing that more women read or whatever. I, my uh, mother-in-law, she reads, you know, book after, book after book after book after book after book. No, I don't agree with what she reads. It's all to me, like, dumb, Daniel Steele-type shit, but... Yeah, my sister reads quite a bit, too. So I like exercising the brain. I mean, I like it expands learning expands your words. vocabulary and yeah. shit.
1: Sure. But I just... Not, I mean, that, too, like, that's a huge benefit, but just the amount of information that you get. And when you finally, like, yeah, there's some books that drag on that you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't want to hear about the time you went to a potato farm when you were eight, Right. And fucking, unless the potatoes, like, rose up from the ground and started, like, mobbing you or something crazy. I don't know. But... Sometimes it can be boring, but when you find like that good book that pulls you in, oh it's, yeah, like, it's better. It's than like a when movie. you find a good TV series or movie that like
0: yeah. really interests you. Definitely, man. I forgot to mention this earlier, but since we were talking about um, expanding vocabulary, one of the best books I read of, uh, a few summers ago—well, shit, maybe six, seven years ago now—was Otis Redding's um, book, and. It was a biography done by, I'll have to get the name. I can't remember if I've read that or I, not. I don't know if I lent it to you or not, but it's a very, very in-depth. It sucks you the fuck in, but it's written. Like, I had to read things twice, and uh, I looked up words and shit, you know, because it's written for somebody who's not just gone to aces, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. it's cool, you know what I mean? Because you, you learn all kinds of new shit. I graduated from ACES. <laughs> what up, ACES? But it's just as good as a fucking any other diploma.
1: Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I've read a couple books that are like that, where the some of the words they choose to use is... Especially, like, uh, like books from people that are, like, foreign, like in the UK or something, like some of the... all the lingo? Some of the lingo. Yeah, it gets hard. And you're like, what the hell is that?
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: Before we sign off here, though, so... It'll be this upcoming Saturday, the 22nd. It'll be our first year anniversary of the first episode we released for Noise Avocation. That is correct. So since we won't have an episode out like that Saturday, I just wanted to say thanks for all the people, like for one, all the local people that listen each week and tune into everything and stop in the store and talk about how they like the episodes and all that. And then like the people who... Just all over the world, really, because we're in, like, 50 countries or some shit. Yeah, dude, that's so fucking gnarly. More more downloads and shit than I really thought we would this early on, and more guests. So, thanks for all the people who continue to want to be interviewed or let us interview them and have already been on the show. And, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for...
0: Me too, man. Thanks to all the homies that fucking support our shit and tell us what, you know, keep going. Yeah, I'm just, I'm with Ryan, dude. Thanks, everybody, for fucking checking this shit out. It's just fun. Gives me something to do outside of uh, welding and family life, I guess. And I appreciate all of you. It gives us something
1: to do with all of this shit that we read and listen to and uh, helps us share our knowledge.
0: Otis Redding's book that I was talking about is called An Unfinished Life by Jonathan... Gould, he was the author of "Can't Buy Me Love," which I'd assume is a Beatles book.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I've never read a Beatles book. I do have one though.
0: You can right now. I got
1: that big thick ass one. You can the, get the Otis book the pretty cheap, one. hardcover. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, but it's It's a good book, man. Like, I really enjoyed reading it. Man, yeah, unless, anyway.
1: unless you have anything else, Jeremy. Uh, no,
0: I just. Stay tuned, man. We're going to have some killer fucking guests coming up. Can't really say too much, but... Yeah, we do have some trust stuff. Trust and fucking believe, dude. <laughs>
1: we do have some stuff in the works, so and, That's going to be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of like... For us to be at this point, th- that's why, I mean, we appreciate everybody all Especially over the this, fucking
1: world. this early on. Yeah. And it doesn't even feel like
0: we've done over 50 episodes no, man. already. I told my girl that shit and she was like, What? And I'm like, Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> yeah. It
1: honestly feels like, I don't know, just a couple months ago, we did like the shitty 15 minute Saw Rock intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've listened to it since then. I haven't. It's, I should. It's just crazy to see like how much better we've gotten at talking and like sound and everything and just. I almost wanted to go back and fix it, but I was like, nah, fuck it, I'll leave it. Just you got to leave it like He's a shitty it, tattoo, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it
0: kind of, you see where it grew, grew yeah. into. Um, see that, I just did that, um, I noticed I did that. Earlier. Yeah, and I, I'm like, <laughs> want to hit myself, right, because I catch it. Yeah, you definitely hear it. Like, being
1: the editor, I hear it. I can, yeah, every time somebody gives an um, or whether it's me, a guest, you, whatever, I hear them all. That's crazy. (laughs) It's just like they, like, burn into your head. Well,
0: yeah, because you're always looking for them. Yeah.
1: But anyway, thank you again, people. Um, We will have, see, there was an um. We'll have some upcoming stuff interview-wise, and, you know, follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all that good stuff. We're also on threads. I don't quite know how it works yet, but we're
0: fucking there. I don't I don't have anything to say about threads. I don't know. That's it's just Facebook or it's yeah. just Twitter, but, but Facebook but owns yeah, it or owns whatever. It,
1: yeah. It's kinda cool, but I really haven't used it. I just put the podcast on Facebook, there because I was. Instagram like, owns it. Yeah, but Instagram Facebook owns Instagram. Oh really? Yeah. It's the whole, oh, okay. the whole metaverse.
0: And God, uh man. <laughs> I wish we could just do this from like an analog radio sometimes. Yeah. But follow us. Be cool. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'm out. Peace. Party on, Wayne.